You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a podcast all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my amazing friends. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. This is my podcast. Last week, I took a little break from podcasting and did not release or record any episodes. Um, I took that time, basically the whole week, to do like many of us have done, I think, which is step back for a moment and allow others to speak and share their stories and really just listen, right? So I spent most of the week, uh, if I was on, if I had any time on social media, it was looking at these videos, uh, really listening, being reflective about my own life and my own experiences and what I have not had to deal with and being grateful for that and also acknowledging that this is an issue that has been swept under the rug for decades. And like I said on my Instagram the other day, it's it's kind of like a festering wound, right? You can't just keep sweeping things under the rug and not acknowledging the kind of the elephant in the room, you know? And it is like a festering wound in that eventually it is going to erupt and it's going to be bad. And the only way to heal that wound is to address it and try to repair it, right? So looking at the issues that we have and why they are the way they are and sadly, I mean, I think that, you know, certain laws and, and uh, systems can be adjusted and changed and hopefully, you know, just talking about it will help change views. But at the same time, like, you know, this kind of mentality of just racism in general um, changes generationally, right? And I do think, and I do think that things maybe are better than they were. Now, don't get me wrong. I think they're horrible. (laughs) But I mean, thinking of the past and looking at the past, also thinking of kind of the views that are expressed in old films, um, you know, it was worse. It was it was worse. That's not to say it isn't really screwed up right now because I am not trying to make light of the situation because I totally think it's it's a disaster but um, that being said what I'm saying is that I believe these things do take more time when we're discussing people's actual programming I, I so to speak you know because all of us from the day you're born, you are being programmed from, and it's not to anybody's fault. This is just how society works. No matter where you are, no matter what culture you're in, we're programmed through what we see and take in. You know, it's uh, behaviors of our parents. It's cartoons that we watch. I mean, and there's a lot of subliminal subliminal things going on there that you know, good or bad. I don't know. It just depends on the cartoon, I guess. And, and if you watch older cartoons, I mean, all of these things 
create who we are, right? Um, and so until those things are changed as well, which I think they are, I think they're better probably now than they were 30 years ago and, you know, jump back even further, 50 years or 60 years. So I'm saying that I think the generation below us is even going to be, be better, you know, when it comes to these, you know, their idea of race and, um, and what racism is, you know, and how they are anti-racism by, by nature because of the different type of programming that they have had. So, yeah, I think that a lot of that comes from media, you know, television, films, music, and these take, these take time to change, you know, but hopefully this will help nudge it in that direction quicker. One of the videos that I watched on Instagram of this guy asking, it was like a fit, it was an Instagram live, right? And so he was asking the people who were watching what they thought were some things that were blatant racism in just culture or our American society right now. And, and they were naming kind of the obvious, which is what I said, like TV, um, move films, you know, music. And then people started saying, you know, I mean, different things, like certainly like fashion industry, like certainly if you look through Vogue magazine, there's not, not much diversity, but also just random things like band-aids, right? Like that's so random that you wouldn't even think of me as, you know, as, as a white person. Um, but how weird that there is not some different versions of band-aids, right? Why are there not different skin colors of band-aids? They're all the same kind of Caucasian skin color. And there should be some options here, right? Maybe two or three. I mean, maybe even five. I don't know. So that it could match your skin better. Because we all do have different skin tones. Heck, my skin tone changes in the summer. I look, I'm super tan, you know? So um, just some different things like that. It's like food for thought that oftentimes we have not had to think about. We have had the privilege of not having to think about that or not having to question like, hey, why, why are there no band-aids that look like me, mommy? You know, I mean, kids certainly pick up on these things more than even adults do, you know, or the adults are so used to it. They're just like, "Eh, you know, I don't know. Um, So last week was a lot of that. It was a lot of introspection and a lot of listening. I read different articles and uh, there's some good documentaries that I, th- I see circulating. One's called The 13th, or just 13th, I think. Uh, that's on Netflix. I have not seen that. I am interested in watching that film. But it has been quite the year, uh, 2020, for sure. And I'm just, I'm going to take, this is going to be a shorter episode. I just kind of want to just sit down and chat with you all about what's going on in my life. Um and how I feel and view about some of these topics, which anti-racism, obviously, I just spoke a little bit about that. And one of the other things that I had talked about on Instagram a little bit was this notion that, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter is should not be connected with veganism. Okay, and backtrack, the reason why I say this is because there are some people on the internet who are kind of up in arms in that they're not for this movement. They don't 
agree with it or, you know, they have this idea of, well, what about all other lives? And the way I see it is that the Black Lives Matter movement is not saying that other lives are not important. It's just saying, hello, over here, like, can we have some attention for a second so we can address, you know, how we've been oppressed and suppressed and people acknowledge it and acknowledge us and how we felt for all these decades and centuries it's not saying that other people don't matter. It's just saying we need some some help right now, you know? And that's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of comparisons to that with just like the Boston Marathon um, horrible, horrible tragedy. Whenever that happened, you know, there was a hashtag that was Boston Strong, right? Other cities were not saying, hey, what about us? We're strong too. No, it meant that, hey, y'all been through a lot and we are going to try to help you in whatever way we can you know whether that's I mean in that case it was monetary or support or coming to help whatever we can do to help these people why not do it they need some attention right now you know it's not saying that your city or your types of people or whoever are not important it's just saying we need to address and help these people right now. And so where does veganism come in? So veganism comes in because I think those who identify as a vegan, which of course a lot of us don't want to put labels on it. I suppose I do put a label in that I I want to promote this lifestyle as something that's compassionate and healthy. So I'm a plant-based vegan. But veganism is about wanting all beings to be happy and free and not be oppressed, right? That it does not mean that we just stop at cows and pigs and chickens, right? Those are not the only creatures that we want and care about. Being a vegan should be about caring about all beings on this planet, all sentient beings. So that means all humans. We're all sentient, no matter what color our skin is, what sex we are, what gender orientation, we are sentient beings. And then all other animals on this planet. Um, so, yeah, I think that they're one and the same. I think Black Lives Matter. I think anti-racism. I think that those go along with being a vegan. So if someone is a vegan and they don't believe in those things, I don't think they go. I, I think that that's a conflict. I think that's a huge red flag that, you know, you're not really looking at the whole picture of what this lifestyle means, you know? So those are just my thoughts and feelings on this subject. And I hope I don't get attacked for it. (laughs) There, uh, I think, is some backlash against female white vegans. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but my husband had said that the internet was really angry at us. And I don't know what, that particular context is like what was said or why people were angry at them. And I hope nobody's angry at me. I mean, like I said, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to be a racist vegan. I don't think they go together. I think if you're a vegan, then you should be anti-racism and should be striving for that because like I said, I care about all beings and, um, but I am always striving to be better no matter what area of my life that is and always trying to improve. So in this situation, 
you know, being able to watch all of these different videos of these amazing people sharing their stories and, and trying to be introspective and, um, and be as empathetic as I can. But at the end of the day, knowing that I will never understand what they have gone through and I will never know what that feels like for them. It's the epitome of white privilege, you know? I am a blonde girl, a <laughs> uh, white girl who has not has not had that happen in her life, you know, that I can think of. And honestly, even if I have to some small extent, you know, being stereotyped or something like that, I mean, it's not the same. You're not even the same. And it's not really <laughs> any kind of comparison there. So, um, yeah, that is kind of the thing. And I have been chatting with a few of my, my best, my best girlfriends who were on like a thread and they happen to also be vegans. Um, and we talk about a lot of these types of different subjects and we always have some deep, uh, conversations, but one of them was talking about trying to find some books for her son. So both of them have little ones and, you know, what their next step is to try to combat this anti-racism movement is to impact, do have a positive impact on their kids, right, in this regard. So trying to find the best books that really help with that, have, trying to, you know, I mean, I know this sounds weird, but diversify your friend circle. I mean, and, you know, be able to have your kids play with different types of people that don't look exactly like them. So I certainly believe that that can be a positive way to create a generation who is more open and uh, is more tolerant of others and those who don't look like them. But I would love to know some of your ideas of how you're going to combat and uh, deal with this movement and and deal with racism and help encourage anti-racism. You know, I think really being able to step back and, and kind of uh, reflect on, on these matters and figure out how in your life you can make those things work, right? Um, and I think that there's there's a lot of healing that needs to be done. I certainly feel like this pandemic has, you know, maybe it was the tipping point that needed to happen anyways, right? Because like I said, I think that in order to clean things up, you got to get messy first and things have to get messy and no, it's not fun and no, it's, it's horrible and it's awful uh, for everyone. But at the same time, that is the only way for true change to happen. You know, I mean, you know, a lot has been said about, you know, the protest in general and, you know, people criticizing, criticizing it. But at the same time, it's what has changed, you know, like what you're going to you you bend your knee at the football game and everybody loses their minds. I mean, what else can be done? Like holding up signs at D.C. or, you know, trying to have your voice heard. And it's not being heard. So I totally get it. I totally, 
totally get it. Um, again, I'm not for the destruction. I think that uh, a lot of times there are going to be opportunists in these type of situations um, with the looting and all that kind of stuff. And I've seen videos of all these white people or other people who were not even part of the movement just trying to destroy whatever they can and steal whatever they can. And did they really even care about the message? Maybe not, you know? And then it gives the actual people who are invested in this movement a bad rep, you know? So that's certainly <laughs> freaking unfortunate. Uh, I've seen things uh, circulating that, you know, people have been strategically placing bricks on the streets. Like they're encouraging this. And encouraging more, uh, more destruction. I don't know. I have not looked into that as much. Uh, I certainly think it's possible because, you know, at the end of the day, like we're kind of like little puppets, and whether we realize it or not, we could be getting played. Uh, and certain people are trying to, you know, shift the narrative in the way that they want it to. But I do think that this is something that needed to happen and um and hope and pray that it will shift things in a more positive way for everyone and certainly for those who have been oppressed so that's all i have to say about that today uh in other news um if you have been following along for a while you might know that my husband and I were going to be moving to California before COVID started. Uh, and if you're just new around here, then yes, <laughs> my husband and I were going to move to California. We had decided it. Uh, we had been kind of entertaining the idea of, of moving away from Charleston for actually years, but just couldn't find the right place. And then finally, we were just like, screw it. We're going to go to California. You know, we can always move back. Let's do something different. Let's shake things up. And cue coronavirus. <laughs> so we had listed our house for a week and all hell broke loose. Um, so we took our house off the market because certainly, you know, things were starting. Lockdown was starting and uh, certainly didn't want people, random people coming through our house. And they didn't want to come through our house either. So we took it off the market, hungered down for two months like everybody else. Uh just trying to get by with life. And we decided to relist. We're not going to California anymore. That is off of the radar right now. Maybe one day. I'm not completely saying no, but it is not a state that I want to be in right now just because of the uncertainty, not necessarily because of the virus um, at all, actually, but because of the just uncertainty with their government and possible mandates or anything like that, that I am thankful I'm in a southern state right now. So we still decided that we want to move. So we relisted our house. And within two days, it was under contract. Or well, we had an offer. And then in three days, we actually had the ratified contract. So we are closing July 23rd. And a lot of people have been asking, well, where are you going to move? And my response is, I don't know. I don't know yet. However, that is changing. We have kind of, well, not kind of, we have decided 
that we're going to move to Wilmington, North Carolina, which is about three, I think three hours, three and a half. I'll find out tomorrow because we're going up tomorrow to look at houses. I am super stoked. Um, I'll say that I was not for Wilmington for a while. Um, my husband was kind of into, you know, incur- not encouraging, but putting that thought out there for a while <laughs> because there's really good windsurfing up that way and he spent a good bit of time up there. I have too. We've we've gone together several, um, a bunch of times actually. But I don't know. I just, I don't know anybody there. Um, and I guess I just was not in the frame of mind that I'm in now, which is that I just want something different and I just want to change. We originally had thought maybe we would just move to a different area of Charleston, but I really don't think that's, that's the best decision because I think that's not really changing anything. Like, yeah, that's changing our house, but we actually have a really cute house. Um, it's a townhome, but we, I've been here for 10 years and I've redone it. You know, we have a great, we redid our kitchen. Um, so yeah, if we just move across town, that's, it's not really shifting things in a direction that I want to go. And again, like even if we move to Wilmington, North Carolina, we can leave, we can move back to Charleston if we want to, but I think it's going to be fun. And I said the other day, it's kind of like, you know, so Wilmington is smaller than Charleston. Uh, Charleston Metro has about 800,000 people and Wilmington, North Carolina, from what I read, has around 300,000 in the metro area. So it's a good, it's significantly smaller. Uh, they still have a Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. So yes, I can survive. There are not as many vegan restaurants. So sad face. But who knows? Maybe I'll open up my own vegan restaurant, right? Um, I do daydream about that. Uh, and maybe, you know, that'll be the place for it. So Wilmington is, to me at least, kind of how Charleston was maybe 20 or 30 years ago. Um, it's not as crowded for sure, which I am excited about that. Charleston has, is just not... It's just not where I want to be anymore right now at this stage of my life. I want I want something different. So that is my big news. Um, we're going up tomorrow to look at houses. Uh, we have a realtor and uh, we are entertaining the idea of buying or also maybe renting. But I think it would be fun to buy and it is more affordable there. So we can get a lot more for our money. I would like to, I mean, in my mind, I've romanticized it. But in my mind, I think it would be fun to buy kind of a house that needs to be, you know, needs some love. Maybe needs some fixing up. Probably, hopefully, is livable, but it just needs some TLC, you know, some paint and maybe maybe redo the kitchen. I don't know. If we can get a good price for it, maybe it's in an area that we want to be, um, but there's a lot of houses that are already flipped and I don't really know how I feel about those. I know, I mean, it's nice to not have to do anything, but then again, at the same time, like I like things to be how I, how I want them, you know, personalized. Um, and a lot of times when people flip, flip houses, it's kind of basic, you know, yeah, basic. And I also don't like that. So we'll see. 
we'll see if anybody has any tips or if anybody, if any of you, uh, live in Wilmington, uh, hit me up, (laughs) send me a DM. If you know anybody who lives in Wilmington, let me know if you have any suggestions, um, about food and stuff. I know there's a restaurant called sea level, uh, that is vegan and that's our only full vegan restaurant. But if you have any suggestions of places that have veggie friendly items, on their menus. I am obviously always open for suggestions of any kind, really. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had to talk about today. Kind of a short episode, short and sweet, just trying to get things off my chest and express how I've been feeling. Um, Definitely very emotional, like I said, (laughs) Uh, with the riots and uh, watching all these you know, heart-wrenching videos and stories of people. And then also on top of that, selling my house that I've lived for 10 years and feel attached to. So whew, it's been a whirlwind for me and everybody else I know. Uh, 2020 has been quite a year. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, there's not really very many words to even describe it. I mean, I'm kind of speechless, I suppose. It's been a weird one. But we are all in this together and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your compassion and love. Um, and the world needs that, right? The world needs it more than ever. The world, the world needs you more than ever. And, you know, all we can do is speak our truth and try to be uh, a light in the darkness because there's definitely a lot of that. So I will leave you guys at that. Um, if you have, if you enjoy my podcast in general, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Um, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your Instagram, whatever it is. But it definitely helps with SEO and so other people can find the podcast. I have some good stuff planned. Um I've kind of, you know, like I've said before, this year has just been so bizarre for me and everybody else. And the podcast has been a source of both uh, anguish and uh, joy. So it's definitely been a mixed bag, but I am trying to, you know, gear up and get some really awesome people in here to have some really awesome, deep conversations Doing everything remotely has not been fun, but I think hopefully we can have some more in-person episodes, which I prefer. I think they just translate better, Um, but we'll see. Anyways, now I am rambling and I will leave you guys at that. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Refined Hippie. You can follow me on my website, therefinedhippie.com. Be sure to subscribe for my newsletter. I am going to be sending out some new recipes in the next week. So be sure to subscribe to that so you can get some of those secret quote unquote recipes. And if you or anyone you know is in search of optimizing their health and well-being, send them my way. I do a 12-week program for health and wellness. It is a mind, body, and spirit approach to 
just like I said in the beginning, to living healthfully and happily. So we can address different health concerns and try to formulate a plan that fits right for you or your friend uh, or your family member. So thanks again, my lovely friends. I appreciate you and I love you so much. Until next time, peace and plants. <laughs>